We up. It's your boy Alejandro Hernandez uh, with the Girl in the One podcast. And today's special guest is the one, the only, a.k.a. Victor Internet Man. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm decent, man. Uh, you know, I'm just chilling. It's been a lazy Saturday. Uh, just kind of going with the flow, meditated, smoked the J, and now I'm vibing. I'm at peace. That's what I'm at peace. At peace. That's where you need to be. It's amazing. Yeah, That's man. where we should all be right now. For real, bro. I feel like <laughs> towards like the, like the last month, last couple months of December, I mean, not December, <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Um, last couple, you see, time's a myth. I just confused. Um, the last couple of months of 2020, I was like on some emotionally unstable shit. But now that mm-hmm. I got it, I'm like legit. Like since 2021 started, like I've been like completely like in a zone. I'm just like totally at peace. So beautiful, so beautiful. I started out that way too. Like the first, the first week, the first three days of 2021, but. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to feel like how it was in 2020 again. Um, I think because of everything going on, I'm starting to feel like anxious again. And but I'm trying to stay grounded. It's just it's really hard sometimes. I feel you, man. It's like uh, I like to think of it as being like in the eye of a tornado. You know, like you kind of yeah. you're still aware of everything that's happening around you, but it just you're in a space where it just doesn't affect you negatively, type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. So, but for the people who don't know, first of all, people who don't know who are yet, man, y'all need to get on our level. (laughs) (laughs) But for the people who don't know, who is Victor Internet? Who is Victor Internet? Um, man, I'm just, I'm just a guy. I just make music. I'm 20 years old now. Um, I moved to LA. I originally based in Chicago. I grew up on the south side of Chicago, uh, around Little Village. Um, I just make all kinds of music. Alternative R&B is what most people call it, but I like to make pop. Uh, Sometimes I I make hip-hop stuff. Um, I just kind of delve into everything. But, yeah, it's just me. I'm 20 years old, um, and I'm Victor Internet. (laughs) On the Internet. For real. Dude, um, were you still in high school when we first met? I think I was. How? What? What year was that? I. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out if it was 2018 or 2017. If it was 2017, I was still in high school because I I dropped out, like around 2018. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just thinking that's crazy. That's something um I think a lot about lately, especially like as I've gotten like just talking to more people through my podcast. I think about like when was yeah. the first time I met these people, and I just kind of sing. Uh, just like the growth since that time. So I'm like, that's yeah. just crazy, man. I remember you came in to the radio to call, man. You still had glasses on. You had a <laughs> you had a Los Tigres shirt that went crazy. Los Tigres del Norte. And, and yeah, man. And now you're out in LA, man. You're doing your thing. Uh, you know, your come up's been, super, <laughs> it's been super fun and inspirational for me to watch. Yeah, man. Oh, thank you. you, man. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. You got your own podcast now. Look at you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's just it's just crazy how life works. You feel me? Yeah, 
yeah, it's it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But you just you were talking about the different types of music you're making, and one thing I always vividly remembered from when I when we first met, had uh, talking radio with Paul, was uh, how you got beef with Bedroom Pop. <laughs> yeah, um, man. See, I was really young. I, my so my stance hasn't really changed much since then on on the matter but and I was really young so I was like very vocal about it and you know I thought I don't care about what anyone says and I thought I was so edgy and, and aggressive with it but um <laughs> I've, I've come to I've come to understand that like I think playlisting is just like it helps a lot of artists and you know there's nothing really that I can do about you know the whole bedroom pop thing um mm-hmm. But what I, what I had against it at the time was I felt that people were taking, you know, like kids making music out of their bedrooms and mm-hmm. kind of turning it into 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 a genre, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think when people turn it into a playlist and, and they start profiting off this genre, when artists with bigger resources start classifying their music as bedroom pop, I think that's when it's a problem. Because mm-hmm. if you have money, you know, why not just make regular music and call it pop you know um yeah. but it just kind of felt like you know people were trying to take my swag you know i kind of grew up making music in my bedroom because i had no other choice and yeah but <laughs> i was crazy no no that's real that just reminds me of um in college i think a lot or lately i've been thinking about how i would see a lot of people back in college kind of uh use like the poor aesthetic we're using <laughs> poverty as like an aesthetic, but like they would come from like money type shit. Yeah. Um, and it would just be interesting because there'd be motherfuckers who like I would meet and talk to and like I would think that they're like broke like me. And then they would just like casually mention how like, oh yeah, like my parents make six figures and I'm like, what? Where are you? How come you didn't get your shit on my birthday then? The fuck? <laughs> oh man. But uh but yeah. no, that's that's great. But no, I, I I definitely I fuck with what she said about that. That's real. That's something I never really thought about, to be honest. Um yeah. I mean I just I mean I always was aware of that whole thing, how like okay, yeah, I get it. Like, always to say bedroom pop just because a motherfucker makes it in the bedroom. Like, just because to me, it's like, it's still pop, regardless. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You went even, like, a whole other level deeper to it that I never thought about. And now it's like, damn, that's some real shit. (laughs) Yeah, I I was just, man, I was just young and, like, mad at the world. And I'm still young, but I was, like, really little. And I was like, oh, fuck this shit. But... (laughs) <laughs> honestly like no i mean now i don't have much of a problem with it because i feel like bedroom pop's not a thing anymore it's uh-huh. i think music's just taking a turning point it's becoming genreless like mm-hmm. no one really gives their music a genre anymore or I, I would say like no artist is really attached to a genre like if you listen to serena isioma you know their music is crazy it, it you know they're able to venture into so many different areas so I don't even think you can classify Serena as just pop. Now it's like you have pop, rap, R&B, maybe even some soul. Um, so, you know, it's just all these different influences spanning for each artist. I just, yeah. yeah. I mean, are we ever going to hear, uh, are we ever going to hear Victor in that Gumbia track? <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. I want to make uh, Corridos too. That's, that would sound really oh, cool. Oh, yes. That would be, dude, Streets Need That. 
<laughs> I'm letting you know, man. If anything, I need it. <laughs> but no, man, but that's great, man. I love no, I love what you're talking about, just being music being genre genreless. Um I mean, I hear that in so many of our, you know, the like the people like that our friends that make music, like you mentioned uh -huh. Sabrina. Um, I think like uh Hate Sunny is like kind of at that level to me too. Like oh, yeah. because like yeah, he raps, but like he could rap over literally any type of beat. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And like the whole idea of being genreless reminds me of this Bruce Lee quote I was reading earlier this week. I can't, I'm going to paraphrase it, but he was basically talking about, like, uh, once you become stylist, you can fit into any style. And, like, he was talking wow. about it in terms of martial arts, because his whole thing was uh, kind of, like, can, you know, combining elements of different types of martial arts into one style. Um, but, like, he also talked about, like, that it, it, it applies to life, too. Like, don't put yourself in a box you know like basically yeah that's what it's all about yeah you got to be willing to experiment always mm -hmm. yeah yeah, man. yeah and i was even thinking about uh earlier too as i was like kind of getting ready for this um i was thinking about how like yeah you're defined as like you know pop whatever but you know you're out here like listening to like most making beats for hate sunny and then like listening to guys like pluto nash type shit and right. yeah, I remember you mentioned that like in Radio DePaul and I'm like, oh, this kid's with it. He's with the shits, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I kind of grew up with it, you know, like just being on SoundCloud and, and having that. I didn't know how to get my shit on Spotify at the time. So mm. spending too much time on SoundCloud, you know, I really got into like the underground rap stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's how I know all about it. And then I grew up with Sunny. Like we did basement shows. Our first shows were basement shows in Pilsen. So, I, I mean, I just, I kind of know all about that because of them. So, it's really cool. Yeah, man. I think, no, I think it's really great that you just, you don't let your style, not just, like, box you in just, like, in terms of the music you make, but, like, also with the people that you, like, listen to and interact with, you know? Yeah. Like people, people just like to put borders between us, man. That's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, the, like, the, yo, like, dude, but... Uh, but let's just, just moving on though. Like you're out in LA now, you know. So I mean, how long have you been living out there? It's been it's about to be a year. About to be a year, man. Yeah. So how has that transition been like, especially in a year like last year? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> man, like that's your first year living out in LA. Um, I feel like I, feel like I got scammed. <laughs> We all got scared, man. <laughs> we all got scared. But uh, uh, what's what's the transition been like, you know, living, going from the south side of Chicago to now you're out in L.A.? Well, it's, I mean, it's been, it's been great. Honestly, it's been, it's been different. I think, like you said, it's a very unique situation. Like, you know, COVID happened. No one knows what the hell's going on. So, I, I was planning to move to LA for a minute and I was like, I'm going to move out there make music with other people, you know, just get closer to these connects. Um, so that's what I did. But then COVID happened <laughs> and, you know, you can't meet up with anybody. So um, I don't know. It was, it was just such a strange experience because I was just kind of locked in mm -hmm. like the whole year in LA. Um, but also it kind of like, just just understanding what it's like to live in LA and it's you know it's very bougie and stuff so just it kind of made me want to come back to my roots and like just think about how it used to be I think that helped me a lot 
in my songwriting process. Um, I think I got caught up too much in like, you know, wanting to make it. And I got really excited about the idea. But I think at some point, like, I just kind of got to remember where I came from, you know, and yeah. stay home and be like, you know what, you know, I'm still that kid from Chicago. <laughs> um, so it's been really fun. But sometimes I miss Chicago. And sometimes I, I miss being in that place, you know, like back when I was 17. Um, I go back to that time a lot. And I'm like, damn, like, I really miss that. I miss having that excitement for the music and that passion. Um, but yeah. Yeah, man. That's real. I feel like you, you're just been some, like, that resonated with me just because I feel like that was kind of, uh, I guess one of my biggest takeaways from 2020 was kind of going back to my roots and going back to like just digging back into like my earliest childhood memories in both yeah. like the good and bad, like going back to the moments that made me happy, but then also kind of, you know, getting back those repressed memories that like, okay, this shit happened and I realized how it's affected me now. Um, but then I, once again, like going back to the things that also made me happy, like, like, I don't, like, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I've been, like, getting the hell into, like, anime lately. <laughs> like way so more cool. Or, yeah. it's like, I remember always watching cartoons as a kid and always even thinking as a kid, like, wow, I'm, like, I'm going to watch this shit, like, the rest of my life. That's why I got this shit in the background on playing on YouTube. It looks awesome. But, um, But, like, I remember, like, once quarantine happened, I was, like, I right, I'm about to lock in all the anime shows that, like, I have been meaning to watch, but haven't had the time previously to watch. And it felt like I was a kid again, you know? And it was cool. <laughs> and like my sister, my sister, she, she caused it, like, she used to say it, like, anytime she saw me watching cartoons, like, damn, Ali, you're regressing, you know? But like, now, now I think about it, I'm like, man, if I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm regressing, but I'm going back to my old childhood interests, but like, it makes me happy. Yeah. So, that's all that matters. Yeah, sometimes coming back to your roots, it's it's really cool to, to feel, you know? That nostalgia, it's really nice. Yeah, man, exactly. Like, And I'm speaking back to, like, going back to your roots, I remember one time during the summer, I was walking to Homewood Park. I used to live out there, too, so, like, just walking in my old neighborhood. And, like, seeing how much it's changed, but also, like, taking time to, like, kind of appreciate what's still left and, like, how it's kind of made me who I am today like it's yeah yeah man it's just it's important to do that every once in a while bro I'm I'm just wondering like what what was young Alejandro doing in Humble Park in Humble Park like man. you you at like 17 or 18 well, see that's the thing I moved out I, le I left when I was still young I was still like 10, okay. 11 so like I spent like half my life there but so basically okay. my, my childhood like legit like and then once I, by the time I was like an adolescent, I was out in Beaumont Cragen, um, type shit, uh, West Side type shit, Austin neighborhood. Uh, but so like as a kid living in like as a little seven kid, seven year old Alejandro, I can tell you about that. Seven year old Alejandro living yeah. in the park, um, couldn't really explore the neighborhood outside of like you know past the stop sign <laughs> type shit. <laughs> um, like I really only like could go to like two like we had two friends or they're basically like family friends type shit you know like when you're like close to like at first yeah like, everyone's family like oh yeah they're my cousins but then like once you get older you realize oh we're not related at all our family <laughs> yeah. with each other <laughs> so it's like that type of shit 
And I had like two of them that basically like lived on like the opposite ends of me. So I'm like, those are pretty much the only two places I can go. Yeah. Uh, obviously, then like the you know local neighborhood church. At first, it was St. Mark's Parish, which was this Catholic church. Okay. Um, that was like the spot for all the Puerto Ricans in Humble Park back in the day. But then eventually, it we moved to fucking. Uh, New Life Covenant, which was at the time in Roberto Clemente. Okay. So, so yeah, so there was like, so that's four places I, I went to at that age. Wow. Yeah, so, and then like, you know, and then like Puerto Rican Parade, my family would take me out there and we wouldn't buy shit because everything would be overpriced, but like, um, but I still <laughs> just seeing the sights and sounds. So, yeah, and even just walking around Humble Park and just like kind of like breathing in that fresh air and just kind of like remembering those memories um yeah 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 it's important you know seeing the fucking flags you know going walking past like my favorite restaurants type shit i'm like damn like if it wasn't for the fact that COVID was here i'd be smacking at these places right now right <laughs> yeah. yeah man it's just cool that was cool it's then, so cool so what was 17 year old victor doing uh down the little <laughs> village oh my god so i was i was um Okay, so let's talk let's talk about like middle school. I was in middle school. Um I was trying to learn how to tag for a minute cuz all the kids at my school were on some tagging shit mm-hmm. and I had this like weak ass tag. <laughs> it was so stupid. It was like a V and then I just like scribbled some shit and I just like made a circle around it. I don't know, it was so lame, but I thought I, I thought it was so cool. So, I would sneak out of our little village apartment at like one in the morning sometimes i had like a window in my room so i would sneak out and i would go to the alley and i would just start tagging like on the garages bro it was the dumbest shit ever like (laughs) i don't know why no one stopped me but yeah it was it was so stupid that that was literally me when when i was in little village like i was just being a clown but it yeah it was it was fun um i had a lot of crazy friends most people in little village are like their families are involved in gangs and stuff. So a lot of my friends, like, you know, were in that shit, the mad young. Um, I remember this kid, Michael Ambrosio. I think he was like, he's like, Oh, I'm a two six, like I'm gonna cut you up. I'm like, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm like, bro, we, we in sixth grade. What are you talking about? <laughs> but bro, there were like mad scary kids in middle school. And I just remember like so I used to I used to be into like um I don't know, like like alternative rock music. Yeah. I like Pierce Pierce the Veil, Bring Me the Horizon, like that kind of shit. Okay. So I was kind of going through my scene phase, <laughs> and I, bro, I remember this kid, this kid Michael Ambrosio. He was like taller than me, um, and his whole family, I guess, was like, but there were just two six members. Um, he was like bullying one of my friends, and he, bro, my short ass, I come up to him like, "Hey man, st- stop messing with my friend. Like that's not cool." and this this man corners me in the gym he's like i'm gonna cut you up after school i'm like yo yo (laughs) and i i just just told him like bro i'm not scared of you and he just backed off it was like it was the dumbest thing ever but i just don't understand how like kids in sixth grade were already like on that you know like it's just crazy how how a family can influence so much of you at such a young age yeah it's it's nuts man like 
that's crazy. When, yeah, when you put it in perspective, man, I never really thought about it like that. <laughs> but man, that's just, but I just like, when you saying that story just reminded me of like my first day in high school after I'd moved from home apart. Yeah. Um, and like, <laughs> I'm just in the lunch line and like, just like scared, not scared as hell, but just like little as hell. Um, like kind of like you could tell I'm a freshman cause I like, I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just alone by myself. Yeah. This, this dude who was, uh, I don't know what gang he was in, but it was definitely some like GDK shit. And he just came up to me and, and like, he just said what's up to me and like that me up and like low-key kind of like showed me like a little bit of their handshake and i was like i was like fuck man like this is like like damn am i in game like this is everything my parents told me not to do <laughs> um but not and, but then like nothing ever happened he was just a real just friendly dude <laughs> i was like okay i guess that's how you i guess that's how they say welcome at this place <laughs> <laughs> They were initiating you the whole time. Facts, man. Low key. <laughs> but no, nah, that's crazy. No, nah, but that's like one of the reasons why, like earlier mentioned, like I was so like there's like only a very few limited places I could go to growing up. Yeah. So I was like legit, like coming from the exact opposite s- scenario. How like there's some people who like that's that is their family type shit. They're raised in it, and then there's yeah. people like me, the exact opposite. Who, like my mom. Like, the reason why we moved in the first place from Home Park is because to get away from that shit, because my brother got jumped in in high school while he was going to Clemente. So, like, after that, my mom was, like, she was already, like, wanting to leave because of that shit. But, like, once, like, that shit happened, it was, like, nah, we're fucking out of here type shit. Um, <laughs> so, like, just, like, thinking about, like, how the two different dynamics that exist, you know. And it's, like, that's... That just goes to show, like, there's not one type of people that live in the hood, you know? There's some people that yeah. are about that life, but then there's also people who are really, like, you know, super against the type of shit, you know? It's duality. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, it, it's really cool to see, like, where we all end up mm-hmm. after the fact. Like, I've always been very artistically inclined, so it was just, like, crazy to see myself come out of there. And, like, now I make music in L.A. It's just, like, it's so weird. Like, just seeing where I was, you know, like, six years ago. I'm pretty sure you feel the same way, like, you know, growing up in Humble Park. And then you're like, damn, now I have a podcast. <laughs> like, that's so I cool. I mean, I don't know. I never imagined that. Um, <laughs> so like, when I was still living in Humble Park, at that age, I was still super young and impressionable. So, I really thought I could have been, like, a pro athlete type shit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like I'm be, I, I, it would switch every day. It would one day it'd be fucking football, pro football player. Well, next day it'd be fucking pro basketball. Fucking when the Blackhawks were decent, I wanted to be a pro hockey player, even though I didn't <laughs> fucking ice skate. I was just like that. I was just like set into it. But yeah. that, like by the time we moved, um, it was like maybe like fifth grade at this point. Like I kind of realized, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not good at sports like that. Uh, so maybe I'll be like a sports journalist. So, and then by the time I went to college, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a sports journalist. But then I started doing the fifth element and yeah. I was like, yeah. And then like I was taking journalism classes. And I'm just like, yeah, this journalism shit is fucking not for me. Um, it's just a little bit too restricting of my freedoms type shit. Then, <laughs> but then I fell in love with doing radio and covering yeah. music. Not just covering music, but then just like talking to like, different artists and people who all walks of life and uh-huh. I, like 
So then that transitions to like, I when I get out of school, I'm gonna be fucking radio host. But then COVID, and then also like that shit, like you can't, you also, it's very rare to just start off hosting a radio show right out of college anyway. So it's like, fuck it, podcast, make my own platform type shit. And you're doing great, dude. It's yeah. just crazy how we, like, there's always this passion when we're young and it just kind of snowballs into something like so crazy. It's like, you see all these things like now working out for you, but you still have that drive. Like that, that same goal is still there. And then you just evolve into like, you know, whatever you are now. It's really cool. Yeah, man. I think, thank you, man. I like to think of it uh, as, as like I'm growing into my personality. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so cool. Yeah, I used to I used to write poems in school. Like that was my thing. I, I used to love writing poems. I used to make comic books when I was really, really little. Oh, so I've, I, always, I've always had a thing for writing. <laughs> you know, in the third grade, actually like one of the few other like, other than like pro athletes or like pro, I remember I want to be like pro wrestler. And then I remember one time I wanted to make comic books too. So like in the third grade, it was some fucking, I don't know what type of assignment it was. Like, I don't know if it was like a career day type shit. But like I, I like made like a fucking little comic book for like an assignment in like third grade type shit. Cause like I wanted yeah. to make like, uh, and yeah, man, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, man. Like, and then like you were talking about earlier tagging too. Like I'm trying to get into tagging now because I always wanted to get into it as a kid, but because, you know, my family was like, nah, <laughs> you can't be out in the streets. Oh, no, I, no. Unfortunately, you never was out there. So yeah, yeah it's kind of like crazy how like everything just comes back full circle, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so cool to see like how you, how you progress the journey man <laughs> real man and then uh speaking of your journey man uh you recently like of course uh like did that video for uh, the grammys you did a cover of fucking bobby brown <laughs> yeah i, I love like, bobby brown that's, that's something that like but like the fact that you did it for like you know the whole grammy uh, what the fuck are their official name the grammy academy so <laughs> yeah the recording academy yeah the recording academy, i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, what's that like? Like, I mean, did you ever, this the 17-year-old Victor ever imagine doing something like that for the Hell recording? no. <laughs> Hell no. Dude, I, I never even thought I would have, like, more than 100 people listening to my music at any point. Like, this, this, this whole thing just kind of became, like, this, I like to think of it as, like, this big, like, monster. It's just, mm-hmm. Frankenstein, it's just like, whew. <laughs> and it's like i don't know what's going on like it's just it's crazy i'm still very surprised but at the same time like i'm very blessed and grateful for all the opportunities that have been presented to me but yeah it's just it's crazy i never imagined that but it was really fun like the fact that i even got asked to do it i was i almost cried i almost said no i have i have <laughs> i have like this big imposter syndrome thing sometimes where i i don't feel good enough for anything I'll be in a room full of other musicians and I'm like, I don't belong in this room with this person. I was in this, I was in the, um, we had a session here in my apartment with Serena. I was next to Serena. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what am I doing next to Serena? This, this does not make sense. It's just, it's imposter syndrome is the worst syndrome ever. Bro, Bad. Man, you're preaching to the choir. I think that's how I felt in like, in, I do, that's how I felt in college on some real shit. Yeah. Um, because I remember I would have classes in downtown 
And I remember like there'd be like, so I, like at the Paul, like there's like this, they have like this connecting bridge between two buildings. And it's yeah. like, if anyone like who's been there, like has seen it, they know what I'm talking about. But it's like a real good view of like, you know, just downtown. And I remember just like walking by it all the time. And I'm like, dog, this is my fucking life. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> like I remember like being like a little kid and getting excited to go window shopping at the water tower. And now I'm like taking classes every, every other day in downtown. I'm like what? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And then like, then it's like, but then I don't know, man. But then you just have to like remember and realize that at least for me, like I have to sit there and realize like, nah, this, I, I just, I work through this shit. I deserve it. I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be type shit, you know, try not to get over yeah. the imposter syndrome. Yeah. 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 That, that's something I, I was battling with the last year, like a lot. It's just like thinking to myself, you know, like, do I deserve this? You know, like, why am I here? What's my purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, yeah, you're right. Like at some point you gotta be like, you know what? I do deserve this. You know, it happened for a reason. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's really cool. But it, it gets really hard sometimes, man. It, get, it gets so hard. <laughs> and, I mean, that's, to me, that's when I just, whenever I feel that, that's when I just, like, I need to take, that's just when I kind of take a break from the world, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I kind of, let me chill. Let me just relax for a minute. Watch my cartoons, you know? <laughs> yeah, just I think, I like, think talking to your friends helps a lot, too. Like, I yeah. think it's like... Yes. Being surrounded by good company who can ground you and remind you of who you are is always exactly. really, really good. It's very important. Yeah, that's real. I've definitely been like on that too. I'm trying to become just like a lot more intentional with um, my relationship. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of like when I have like a circle of people that like I definitely trust, I'm like, all right, let me hit up my homies today, see what, see what, what's on their mind or let me you know, talk about something that we both have a common interest in type shit. Right. Yeah. And and I think, I think last year, you know, a lot of people felt like lonely, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, I don't know, I, me personally, I felt very lonely, but I didn't want to talk to my friends. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. I think it's like, I think just the whole pandemic thing, it just mm-hmm. created like this big distance between yeah. everyone. Um, so it was just hard to like, you know, be vulnerable and get out there and like, and open up to my friends and be like, yo, I'm feeling this way just because, you know, like we're far from each other and we can't see each other. Yeah. And it's just different when you're with them in real life and you're actually hanging out, you yeah. know, you're getting a vibe. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it, last year was really hard, man. Like it was so hard to talk to my friends. So I kind of just distanced myself from everyone. Mm-hmm. It was a really tough time. That's valid. Um, that, have you ever seen, uh, by any chance, have you ever seen Neon Genesis Evangelion? I haven't. I should. Um, I've heard of it. Well, Check it out, but make sure you're in a good, like, uh, mental space for it because it will fucking drain you on some real shit. Okay. But, but no, nah, it's, no, nah, I was just, this is anime, and I was just rewatching it uh, recently, and, like, but one episode, they they kind of talk about exactly what you just described. It's called The Hedgehog's Dilemma, and it's, like, basically a metaphor where it's, like, a group of hedgehogs are, like, in a cave, and it's, like, cold outside, so they need to gather together for warmth. But they're fucking hedgehogs, so it's like if they get too close to each other, they're gonna hurt each other, type shit. And it's just wow. like it's just basically a metaphor for like um, introversion and human intimacy, and like kind of like the struggles that you know come yeah. with it. You know how like even if with good intentions, like we're trying to warm each other, 
um, yeah. it's that hard. It's it's hard, you know. So like, by, yeah. so you might end up pushing yourself away just so you don't, I don't know, put yourself at harm's way type shit. But then that's like, then that leaves you alone and cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, fuck. Ah, that's, that's so yeah. cool. So it's just kind of figuring out the right, I guess, distance. You know, the right. Right balance between um just like with coming together with groups of people i guess yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm big on like you know hanging out with people in real life i feel mm-hmm. like the whole texting thing and it's just not yeah. for me or like having to facetime so i just i love being in other people's presence like it's it's really nice yeah man that's uh that's something i realized about myself last year is because i always thought i was antisocial. like i thought i never liked being around people but it turned out i actually just being like, I like being around the right people type shit. <laughs> like I have to yeah. be around the type of people because I would definitely have some friends who are like, damn, I know that's like my like best friend because I could spend any time with them not doing shit, whatever. Um, and, and then like other people would be like, man, hanging out with other people, drinks me type shit. But then like being like alone at the crib, I'm like, damn, I actually miss people. And I actually miss the energy that comes with like, interacting with people in person versus like text or shit like that i mean it helps sometimes for sure um it helps if like i just definitely some homies who have gotten closer through this time just through like you know internet texting facetime shit Mm -hmm. um so i'm like there's definitely like it it varies but i just yeah i need that vibe again man i i took it i took it for granted I think we all did, man. <laughs> Real. Yeah, I think I think we all did. I remember just like one day, like thinking like, oh, I, I can't wait to hang out with this person more after like spring break. Then that just never fucking happened. <laughs> yeah. Everything just, yeah. Type shit. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just the power of the internet, man. And that just got me thinking about like how the fact that you're Victor Internet and... <laughs> I mean, I feel like you you kind of own that. Uh, you kind of own like the idea that like growing up on the internet. That's something that you own. Obviously, like it's literally part of your name. I remember you posted some pics of like as a little baby on like a computer. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I hopped on the computer at at dumb young age. Like, I think I was like three, and I was already like, <laughs> already, <laughs> I was already on that shit. Yeah, I was playing this game. It was called uh, Roly Polioli. <laughs> was Shout out to man. It was like a cartoon on Disney or something, but they yeah, had a game. Yeah, was was <laughs> um, what was that like? Kind of like, because that's something that uh, I talk a lot about with like one of my best friends is just like how crazy the internet is and how like we kind of were raised, like motherfuckers are really raised on the internet type shit. Yeah. Like, like I've been thinking a lot about how when I was like in middle school, being on like, message boards for like hip-hop shit um and like being like i don't know just like it was just weird you know when i look back at like why was i on that shit when i was 12 years old like why wasn't i outside yeah <laughs> i i think like i think 2020 has been such a weird year because everyone just kind of went to the internet so i got the idea to make a discord and I think that idea is blowing up now with, with a bunch of artists. But mm-hmm. I think I was one of the, I think, I think Monty Booker was the first one to do it. Um, 
but I was like, damn, this is really fun. So I made one and 2020 was just like the year to be on discord and Twitch and, and listening to podcasts. So now I have like this community of like 600 people on discord and they all talk to each other and like, they all made new friends. So it's just, it's, it's so weird. Like just seeing new friendships form online, like right in front, right in front of my eyes and knowing that it's like, damn, that was because of me. Like, <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool how, like, you can just connect a bunch of people together like that. So I think, like, you know, even even if I was lonely and I felt, like, very distanced, I think, like, seeing that, seeing other friendships form was mm-hmm. very warm. And, and, and it was just, like, a really good feeling. That's raw as hell. Yeah, man. I fuck with that. I mean, I think that's why, like, that's why I still kind of see, like, I know I, I see a lot of people be like, man, the internet is the downfall of society <laughs> type shit. And it's like, I get it. There are some days where I'm like, I believe it. But then they're like, yeah, this is like that where you just described where I think about some of my own personal relationships that I form kind of like with, with the help of the internet. I'm like, man, the internet is kind of decent, low key. Like, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, internet, you all right. <laughs> yeah, it's like is that is that is that making a part of the matrix, you know? <laughs> like it's just kind of decent, man. Like I met some of my yeah. cool homies, you know, learn a lot. From, but then, like, I guess it just it goes into just it, it community. That's what it is. Because um, I was thinking about like Clubhouse, you know, that whole thing. That's like the new thing now. <laughs> but I was thinking like legit yesterday how like man, I always see people complain about that like, Clubhouse about like the types of like conversations happening but then i'm in my head i'm like but like but why are they choosing to go into those you know those rooms like it's i feel like to me since it's still kind of new it's like to me the most customizable shit of like the type of shit that i want to see you feel me the type of content i want to consume so like most of the shit in my rooms that i follow i pay attention to is like shit relates like cartoons and anime and like health care like self-care type shit you know like yeah i'm not listening to like these weird ass fucking rooms about like forex trading type shit like forex learn how to become a millionaire by people yeah. who never made a million dollars like type shit like i'm not so like when i used yeah. to think about it i'm like what you're choosing to go that route like <laughs> yeah you you choose what you get into i mean i think yeah i, I i've also seen like a lot of like uh like relationship talks on clubhouse i'm like you guys are grown as hell (laughs) 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 and you're all just just talking about like relationships it's it's so weird it's so weird yeah no clubhouse is definitely weird like there's definitely sometimes where i'm like shit is kind of like if it's a hot topic maybe i'll maybe i'll pop in just to hear like the crazy ass things that are going to be said (laughs) <laughs> I'll probably five minutes, and I'm like, "Yep, yeah, this is exactly what I thought it was gonna be." And then I, just leave. <laughs> I like the ones about I followed like, I I just it gives you like a suggested follow list yeah. or something. I just followed a bunch of like A and R's and stuff. It's really yeah. cool tapping into like the the music discussions. I think those are really yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. No, those are cool for you. I mean, it, it, that's another thing too, where it's like sometimes like people just get on it and just like say like the same recycled advice that's been heard for like five six years but it's like yeah 
But every once in a while, you get some, like, actual really, like, meaningful conversations. And, like, those are definitely cool for sure. So that's why I, that's, so I kind of, I'm still on the kind of pro clubhouse side. Just yeah. like, I'm not paying attention to the shit that I'm not into anyway. So why am I, I'm not going to let that affect me. Bro, did you check out the 21 Savage R&B night? <laughs> well, I did not. I missed that. Those are crazy. 21 Savage will, will literally get on Clubhouse and he'll host like an R&B night and he'll just have like all these women just sing an R&B song for him and he picks the winner. <laughs> it's, it's so, like he gives them like advice and stuff. It's so weird. It's so yeah. weird. <laughs> um i i feel like it's like I, it's like i don't want to check it out because i'm like i could do something more productive but i'm like i also kind of just want to hear 21 savage judge people singing so i'm like yeah i'll probably check it out but shit but what type of discussions be having on your discord though oh so on my discord it's basically just a server to do anything. So I, you can make different channels on Discord. I have like a lounge channel, which is just like the general one where everyone can just chat about whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have different ones. So I have like memes where people post memes. Um, I have like a, like a music discussion one where people talk about music. So, you know, I just, just all these different topics. Um, and then I also have like a, like a serious one. So, you know, if people have something to get off their chest or, like, just want to have someone to talk to, you know, they can go there. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a ton of people to talk to. So it's just really fun. And it's it's cool seeing, like, how supportive a community gets. You know, like, you have all these strangers in the server. And mm-hmm. everyone's just really friendly because, you know, everyone's just looking for company. So essentially, I see it as, like, a like a friend friend maker thing. <laughs> it's It's really sweet to see everyone connect, you know, and bond over it just music and and i like that everyone on there has been really supportive with each other um yeah everyone's very accepting and and nice so it's it's really cool <laughs> that's raw as hell man i'm happy to hear that you got like you just got like your own little community man yeah i love cool. it and yeah. and i think more artists are going to start doing that too um like i said like monty already did it um i think sango has one too uh soul selection yeah i think they also have a discord I'm but electronica. I, i'm in j electronica i'm not nice really, i'm not on it like that but yeah um, but that was the reason why i downloaded discord in the first place so hop on yeah I, i'm really excited to see how other artists use discord because for me i just use it to interact with my fans mm-hmm. um and just just to you know help them make new friends but I'm really interested to, to. I'm really interested in seeing how other artists use it. Like, I wonder what an Omar Apollo Discord would look like, you know, or like, I don't know, like 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 an Arca Discord. <laughs> man, yeah. We need a Omar Apollo Victor Internet track, man. That <laughs> that would be really fun, yeah. Um, but shoot, uh, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh no, but just kind of staying on track with just the whole internet community thing. Um, I guess just like, what would you say? Like, what are, what's it been like just interacting with your fans? You know, like, what's it like even at just having a legion of fans? Like, that's just so crazy to me. Um, it's it's really fun. I think they see me as well. I'm an artist, so you know they they get really excited and they're like, oh my god, it's Victor. But I like to think of myself as like, you know, I'm just a guy. So I always talk to them on Discord, like like you know, 
any other friend would. So it's really fun. Just like, I guess, showing that side of me where like, I talk to them how I would to you or like to any other friend. Um, whereas other artists, you know, maybe they're not too interested in talking to their fans like that. But I like being like, I like being personal with my fans and, and just getting to know them and where they come from. I think that also helps me. It helps me understand my music and what my music does for other people. Just knowing where my fans come from and, and what lifestyles they lead. Um, it helps me like shape my music and kind of understand what I want in the future and who I'm making music for. I think that's really important. You have to know your audience and, you know, understand where they're coming from. And, you know, they, they relate to you for a reason. And so I just, I want to, I want to do what I can in my music to, to keep that connection going. That's raw as hell, man. That's super dope. Yeah. Love to see it. And then uh, I kind of just want to go back to like, kind of going back to touching your roots, but like, um, I remember, you know, you talking about how you kind of come from a family of musicians. Um, and, you know, I know you used to play uh, music for your church. So, like, what has that been like, kind of like going back from like being in a, basically having a childhood yeah. surrounded by music and now that's what you do for a living? Um, it's, I, I didn't really see it coming because, like I said, like I used to just write poems in school and stuff. Um, but yeah, my dad put me on to like a bunch of MTV at a really young age. Um, I grew up around him playing the trumpet all the time. My mom loved singing. Um, my uncle on my dad's side was the worship leader at the church. So he plays guitar. Just watching all these people play instruments, it was just like, oh, that's cool. So for a minute, I, I was just like, oh, I don't really care for it. But I think it eventually grew on me, you know, and I was like, man, I, I can't deny the influence. I can't deny what's in my blood. So I just kind of went for it. Um, and yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy that I have that on, on my family side. A lot of people aren't blessed like that. So, <laughs> so it's really cool. I, I get to flex and I'm like, yo, like, yeah, my family is full of musicians and you know, that's, that's why I have like a good, a good knack for it. So. What would you say, uh, what inspires you? What inspires me? Yeah. Whether it be music, yeah. life, anything. <laughs> uh, inspires me in general or just like, just to, to make music? Not in general, like anything. In general? I mean, it could be music if you want it to be, but. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just love connection and I love seeing people happy because, because of something I did or like, you know, I just, I just love making people happy. So I don't know. I think just just making music that's fun but also very personal it's cool seeing people relate to it i think it makes me like really happy to see how people interpret my songs differently um yeah i just i just love connection man i think that's what drives me um and then you know there's the financial benefits of music <laughs> that, that's cool as hell um but yeah i just want to make people happy i think that's really it yeah that's awesome, man. And that was just that was just a slight flex, you know. <laughs> you get it, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, man. but I I think it's just that. And then um I never had like like um like a mentor or like I didn't have my dad around or like any older siblings. So I like to think that I am that like older sibling figure mm. for someone else. So that's what I try and do with my friends, with my fans. I always just I want to be someone that, you know, people can lean on and, and you know, just hang out with and, and feel comfortable around. 
I like that, man. Yeah. I think he's kind of perfectly, like, you nailed a lot of uh, thoughts that just resonated with me. I like to see myself as kind of like, because I know I was like a little brother for a long time, but now I'm kind of at that age where I'm like, kind yeah. of like big bro status for like a lot of other people. <laughs> um, yeah. So I definitely try. I know that's one of the reasons why I try to, I guess, try to create this type of internet community with this podcast shit. Like, I just want, yeah, yeah I just kind of like, like you said, connection. Just like, I love being able to like connect with homies and just have like real ass conversations. And then also, but like, give something from other people to like learn from, you know? Because I know, right. I'm, I'm like, I'm at where I'm like, damn, I wish I knew all this shit when I was fucking 20 or fucking 15 or whatever. But now I'm <laughs> like, well, I might have missed it out, missed out on it the first time around, but if I could put someone else on game, that makes up for it type shit. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's awesome. Yeah, man. And then just like also, uh, just also being able to support one another, you know? Like kind of, you know, homies, yeah. homies. When you're part of the same community, like that's that's all you can do, you know? Yeah. Like that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately is just, uh, uh, just doing that, like, the type just being like I said like earlier like being intentional with my relationships and I'm like I here's this person that I really fuck with heavily what can I do to I don't know just show them love you know show them support let them know that yo I rock with you I respect you I love you type shit yeah exactly yeah I think I think we need to do more of that this year man just loving on people watching out for people that's legit what I'm on for like 2021. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'll do for like such a long time. Like I was so, like I said before, like I always considered myself antisocial. So I definitely, yeah. kind of like what you mentioned earlier, I, I think I definitely like distanced myself from people just because I was just like tired of just a lot of bullshit. Um, yeah. But now I'm like definitely like the opposite. Now I'm like, nah, I got it. I'm like, we're going to be homies. I mean, if you want to be homies, we're going to be homies. Obviously, you got to ask, you got to, you know, you got to ask people <laughs> down first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then just doing that. And it's like, all right, how can I support you? Right. How can I be there for you? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. And then I, love that. Uh, I just kind of, kind of want to get to like complete tangent though. But like your fashion game is low-key raw as fuck. <laughs> think so, man? Like, yeah, like bro, like so sweet. Like your your Kangol hat is like <laughs> at this whole time because I'm like, bro, that's so like, where'd you get that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I I found it on Depop, and actually, like, this is my first time wearing a beret. Um, I actually just got it like two three days ago. I ordered it, and it just got here. Um, but yeah, it's my first time wearing a beret. I'm just, I, I'm selling a shit ton of my clothes. I had like all those clothes back there. Those are all Depop orders going out soon. <laughs> but I'm trying to just redo my entire wardrobe. I think 2021 is like a year for transformation and, and growth. So I'm just trying to switch everything up. You know, it's, that's it's bad. Be- no, nah, man. What like I remember you, you had like that green suit. Like that was when I saw that shit. I'm like, yo, this goes hard. This dude knows. <laughs> that, that was, yeah, that was my girlfriend. Uh, yo, she was like, you should throw this on. I was like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> I, start, I, start, I was like, damn, I'm kind of feeling myself in this. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, man. I'm trying to. I wish I was more fashionable, man. Like I, I, I yeah. feel like I'm very. I have a very basic, cozy style. I just wear whatever. Like I said, like makes me feel cozy. So I wear. 
it works. I, yeah, I wear a lot of hoodies. I wear a lot of joggers, yeah. shit, but I definitely am looking to like try to I don't know switch it up a bit. You feel me? That's yeah. Nice. Well, what do you like? Uh, that's thing. I see. That's thing. I feel like I don't know what I don't, what I like because I feel like I'm so used to wearing the same thing, like just basic hoodies and yeah. Just, I don't know, like my like like my fat tiger t-shirts. I'm like, damn, like. I mean, that's cool. That you know, fat tiger's dope. Yeah, no, it's raw. Like I feel like, yeah, yeah. like when it comes to like, like I have a dot. Like I guess it's a basic streetwear style, is what I should yeah. say. That's my that's my aesthetic, you know. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm trying to. I guess I would still like to remain in streetwear, but I still kind of just I just want to like make it more variety. You feel me? More variety. Okay. What do you like shopping? Uh, so that's the thing. I don't really have. Saint Alfred's really dope. Have you been to Saint Alfred? I'm pretty sure. I've yeah. never been to Saint Alfred. Oh, never. It's yeah. in Wicker Park. It's really, really cool. Um, that's where I used to get most of my stuff. It's okay. everyone's really sweet there. They have like a lot of nice shoes. They always have like fresh stuff from Nike. You know, like Nike ACG. Yeah. Yeah, they have a ton of that stuff. Um, a lot of Adidas. Um. Undercover is one of my favorite brands, so they they always carry Undercover there. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, they they have they have that kind of stuff and like a lot of tactical pants. I, that's that's kind of what I like. I like the the Japanese stuff. So yeah, that key, yeah like, I've kind of been into that. I've been, I've been looking at like just on like the internet when I'm just like trying to whenever I get yeah. like Instagram ads, I'm like, eh, okay, <laughs> let me let me check this out real quick. Yeah, and, like it's mostly like like Japanese style streetwear. Like uh -huh. I'm like, damn. I'm like okay, I kind of I rock with this. Yeah, yeah. You should you should check out Saint Alfred. It's really good. No, most I like definitely. to I like to think of fat. I'm I'm no fashion expert, but I like to think of fashion as like I kind of see myself as like a cartoon character. You know, like I don't know The Simpsons or something. And I'm just <laughs> like, what would make this character look iconic, or what would be this character's staple piece? So for me, you know, it's it's that hoodie that that hoodie that i'm <laughs> that I, I put up on my instagram but i've worn that hoodie so many times and it's so simple but it's also like so it just has so many colors so it's yeah. it's like memorable you know people are like oh that's like victor's thing so yeah. i i think like finding a nice stable piece or just a jacket that you really love or just like some shoes that you really love that no one else really has i think like that's it's really cool so just finding something you fall in love with and wearing it all the time Really I mean, dope. I kind of got my, so this is my, my fucking, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my logo. Oh. Yeah, and so this shit, my mom got this for me for my Christmas, uh, as my Christmas gift, like. That's so sweet. Yeah, I know, Aww. dude, like, I haven't stopped wearing it since then, like, other than to, like, to wash it, like, no, it was legit, like, the sweetest gift, I feel dude. like I've got, because, like, on some real shit, like, this December, I was on, like, Grinch mode shit. I wasn't fucking with Christmas. <laughs> I was like, man, hey, I, was, I was just done with shit, man. Just and I was like, fuck, fuck happiness. <laughs> like, why, why am I so miserable and everybody? Else so but then, like Christmas, and like my mom got. I opened yeah. my box and I saw this, and it's like I'd never asked for it type shit. Um, and she just went, and I, like she doesn't even like. She just knows it's something I do, but like she doesn't really like ask me about it type shit. Yeah. Um, but then like the okay, then the fact that like she went out her way to like 
could do this thing for me with my logo. Dude. And so I could kind of like, and it gave me like the spark where I'm like, oh shit, I need to sell merch. Because like ever since I started wearing it and I'll post it, like my, my homies would be like, bro, I need that hoodie type shit. Or like my brother-in-law, when I saw my brother-in-law, he was like, bro, I need one. And I was like, ah, shit. Like, damn, mom, you just gave me an idea type shit. Dude, wow. It was like definitely like top two best Christmas gift I've ever gotten. Yeah, that's, it's such a beautiful gift. I mean, she's, she basically just gifted you like her support. Like telling you like, yo, I believe in you. That's so cute. Yeah, (laughs) it's crazy. And then like, she's kind of low-key trying to get into anime too. Cause like she was like, like she she was seeing me watch it, you know, um, type shit. And she was like, usually like around the time, so around Christmas time, I was watching, uh, or December, I was watching a lot of Dragon Ball Super. So she was like, oh, is this like where your like logo guy is like inspired from? And I was like, oh, yes and no. And then like, it has to like let her know that like Dragon Ball Super comes from like Dragon Ball Z, which comes from Dragon Ball, which was when Goku was a kid and was a little kid riding around the flying Nimbus. And then I showed her like the picture that I used as my inspiration. And yeah. she, that was probably when she probably got the idea. But then, like, she would ask me questions about, like, Dragon Ball Z. Like, because she also got herself, you know how people do matching pajamas and shit? <laughs> she got, I had this Dragon Ball t-shirt um, yeah. that I would just usually wear for, like, as, like, pajamas shit. And then, like, she, because she also works at Target. So using her, you know, her, her plug, um, she got uh-huh. the same exact t-shirt. Uh so like that was like she was a ma- we were matching t-shirts then type shit like she's like trying to get into like dragon ball z that's like, so sweet what yeah. like she would ask me questions about it and she would say like oh we gotta like watch it and so it's like yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome. cute man that's awesome that's so awesome yeah man shout out to mom do, man do you like cowboy bebop i love cowboy bebop bro I think so I, I don't know if we play. I have like a montage of videos on like a YouTube playlist where it just goes. And I know one of them was some Cowboy Bebop shit. Yeah. I don't know if we played. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I love my favorite enemies are probably Cowboy Bebop and One Punch Man. Yo, I was watching One Punch Man <laughs> last night with my best friend. So crazy. Yeah, I was like, I was like, we we're uh, smoking and I was like, man, like, because I'm trying to get him into anime too. And yeah. I was, we were just, first we were just talking about, like, just working out and shit. And I was just letting him, like, low-key, bro. Like, when I first started working out, like, last year type shit, I was on my One Punch Man shit. I was just doing 100 push-ups, 100 squats, 100 sit-ups uh-huh. type shit. And, like, that's, like, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm trying to keep that going, like, uh-huh. the whole year type shit. Like, take no days off type shit. I just want to see what happens. That's and, awesome. Um... And he was like, what? What's One Punch Man? And I was like, oh, bro, I got to put you on. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm about to blow your no. mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, we smoked a couple blunts. And, uh, and yeah, I put him on to the first two episodes. And I was like, so awesome. Shit. And he was like, bro, that shit was raw as hell. So I'm like, Fuck <laughs> I, got, I got one. <laughs> uh, and Cowboy Bebop low-key changed my life. It's real shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I re- such a beautiful anime. I actually watched it for the first time at like the start of quarantine and I remember fucking with it heavy but then I rewatched it after like after my first experience on shrooms which was like late into the summer um and after rewatching it and like kind of like 
I had dealt with like a lot of shit during the summer. So I was like, my mind was in like, I just saw things differently basically. And I kind of understood the show more. Um, yeah. Things they're trying to say. And I was like, oh shit, like this shit is my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ever since then, I'm like, damn, I'm like trying to be like Spike Spiegel. Yeah. Can, can we talk about that? Your, your shoe experience? Yeah, bro. We're because I, 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 I had one too. I had one too. I love it when people ask me about like my psychedelic experiences. <laughs> open about it. Um, but mushroom experience, uh, so this is late summer or maybe midsummer, I should say. Uh, okay. it was uh, about a week after like I had like. I, I talked about this a little bit in my first episode of my podcast, but uh, I had like a really um, like depressive episode where I just like, yeah. I just took like L after L after L and like, I didn't have no chance to breathe. I was down bad, bro. <laughs> down, I was down, down bad. bad. Down and cataclysmic. For real. And I was like, damn, man. I'm like, huh, I need to do something about my life to get for the better. And, yeah. and my best friend was like, was kind of having a similar situation. So uh, we both agreed to just like trash rooms. Um, and we did that and we watched like the first few episodes of Cowboy because I was also trying to put in my Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And, and, and during, but like during that experience, I had a phone call or FaceTime with, uh, my mentor and we just talked a lot about um just like some real real life experiences and he was like putting me on to, to advice and mentorship and was making me reflect and I was like damn I need to switch my life around and then I just decided to kind of yeah. really hone in and focus on myself after that experience yeah um, and, and yeah, it just kind of, that was kind of like, I like to say it was like my start, of like my little spiritual awakening to business. Wow. it's awesome. Yeah. How, yeah. how was it? How was it during? Um, it was, it was just awesome. It was just a real cool experience. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's so cool. But, uh, but what about you, man? <laughs> Oh my god. So um mine mine was really fun, but it ended it ended badly. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Um yeah. I thought I would never have a bad trip. Um before that I was I just like, you know, I smoked weed sometimes. But so one of my friends came over. <clears throat> Actually I was we were in my apartment and Lower Lift Drip was there. Shout out Lower Lift Drip. But uh we were all in there and basically someone brought shrooms and we got pizza and put it on the pizza we ate it at like 12 p.m everything was going well it was it was cool i was having fun we were all just like laughing a lot um and then you know like when you're on shrooms it just feels like time is so much slower like yes that's why second I feels like an hour mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's crazy i don't know how our brains are crazy but yeah, basically time is non-existent. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was just sitting there. I think I was going through some stuff at the time. So I think that's why it didn't end well. But I was just sitting there with my friends. Everyone's laughing. And I'm just sitting by myself like on the floor. And then like I just feel myself like go down this like spiral. Like I'm falling down this tunnel. 
it was so weird. Like the room just went black and white. And <laughs> I just remember just thinking like, damn, I'm so fucking lonely. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. Um, and then, yeah, I just like, it was bad. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was the shrooms, but um, my friends turned out fine. But for the rest of my trip, I just, I think it was like imposter syndrome, but just like amplified like by a million. So I was just, you know, battling with like my, my self-worth and like, I'm like, where am I? Like, why am I here? Um, it was crazy. And then I just remember like seeing a lot of my childhood traumas like pass me by. Like yeah. it was, it was crazy. It was like very surreal. Um, and then I just remember like every, the, the room got really big. Everyone was, was like taller than me. <laughs> and I was really small and I was like wow like this is crazy um but yeah it was just like a lot of that going on I just remember I cried for the rest of it <laughs> my my friend was just like hugging me and I eventually calmed down like around 6 p.m it went on for a minute um yeah, yeah it was it was bad yeah um, <laughs> and then I was I was good afterwards I remember the rest of that night I was just completely messed up I was like wow like that was that was weird. It was like very traumatic, but um, it's cool because I think I've heard that bad trips are like the best because you learn so much about yourself and about everyone around you. I remember looking at my friends when I was on the shrooms and I could almost see through them and I could feel what they were feeling. Like I just had like this big empathy for everyone. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think after doing shrooms, I developed like this, this, really strong empathy for everyone around me. And now, I'm, like you said, like, it's, it's like being more intentional with your relationships, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it helped me see that, like how I could be more intentional and, and how I could empathize with my friends and help them through whatever they're going through. So it kind of woke me up to that. And it just helped me like, um, really want to connect with my friends and my family. Um, but yeah, it's shrooms are a crazy tool man they're <laughs> they're not like to be played to, with <laughs> i like to think of them as a palate cleanser of the yeah. world yeah uh it's it's funny you mentioned how like you came out of that experience just being more empathetic because um i i know i've become a lot more empathetic now that i think about it since i've done shrooms and i i wouldn't say it was a direct result it's not like i came out of that trip and i was like like i said before my after my first trip i was like i came out of it and i was like I need to like focus on myself and like figure out what my purpose is type shit. Yeah. Um, but I would say along that, I guess, experience of doing that, I became a lot more empathetic and I've also done shrooms a few more times since that time too. Um, I would say my favorite one would be when it was uh, me and my uh, two of my other best friends, we went out and kind of went on like a nature walk uh, by some woods like near where we live and that shit was like that shit to me was like kaleidoscopic <laughs> like on some <laughs> shit like i would look i would just like look at the river and i would just see like a bunch of like my vision was like seeing all bunch of types of shit like colors <laughs> and shit um but not nah, but like I, I, like just being empathetic man like what you're saying like i feel like i've really like i'm starting to wonder like maybe if that was a, a, a not a side effect but like a lesson I learned from the shrooms. Yeah, you're always gonna learn some kind of lesson through shrooms yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, uh, but crazy. just 
before we wrap up, man, I kind of want to just get into like some more rapid fire style questions. Yeah, for uh, sure. So with that, uh, what are your top five Frank Ocean songs? Uh, solo, uh, in my room, provider, future of free, and like no 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 uh, damn, either Higgs or Wither. That's like six, but but yeah, I love I love some of the songs on that list, so I couldn't yeah couldn't pass that up. Yeah. No, I remember seeing a tweet where you, you said some shit that was like, there isn't a Frank Ocean song I haven't cried to, and that shit had me cracking up. <laughs> Dude, there really isn't. They're all so good. For real, I feel that my favorite one is Chanel, actually. Like, that's like... Wow, Chanel's yeah. so good, yeah. I remember, like, listening to that. There's, like, five songs where I, like, I'll listen to it, and I'll be like, this is the greatest song ever, and that's, like, one of them for sure. Um... Uh, what would you say are top five uh, favorite albums ever? Uh, um, Blonde, Endless. Um, oh, man. College Dropout. Um, this is crazy. <laughs> this, I'm going to say... Wow, I'm trying to think. There's so many good albums. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, oh, I think Cherry Bomb by Tyler really influenced me a lot. Um, and Life of Pablo. Okay, I, I kind of see. I wasn't expecting Life of Pablo, but now I'm thinking about it. I kind of see it. I see it. <laughs> it's just... I, I know a lot of people like that's that's a lot of people's least favorite. A lot of people jump to like 808s or like eases. <clears throat> but the reason I say Life of Pablo is because it's just so cool. Like Kanye was so egotistical at that point. And I just I think that's such an interesting turn in his career. Like he was just so full of himself. And it's just like crazy seeing that, you know, happen in the album with everything he's saying on the album. <laughs> like he says a lot of like outrageous shit. Um, so it's just seeing him evolve from like his old stuff to, to life of Pablo. It's like, what the fuck happened to this guy? So that's why life of Pablo to me is so interesting. I th- thought it was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's real. Now, now yeah. that I Cowboy Bebop, I just got like, Oh shit. <laughs> I kind of want to backtrack to Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> but, Oh man. Like what was, so what, I guess I, what's just something that you love from Cowboy Bebop? Oh my god. I, I love the, the music. The soundtrack is so beautiful. Oh yeah. So beautiful. That shit got that shit definitely got me into jazz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It made me want to pick up a saxophone. Like that's how good I actually it is. used to play saxophone my freshman year of high school. Really? Yeah. I was in wow. um, was, uh so my freshman year of high school. Um I w- it was a beginning band class. I was just in regular like honors classes and I just thought like when they're asking us to pick an instrument i just looked up like what instrument was used for like the or what type of uh, saxophone was used for like the sexy sax solo in um careless whisper and they said it was a tenor sax so i was like tenor sax please um (laughs) i never got the chance to learn that song because unfortunately after my freshman year i transferred to the ib program and they didn't have band classes for that shit um but one of my goals is to get pick up the sax again and learn sax. that saxophone solo. Is it hard? Was it hard freshman year? 
Uh, low-key, nah. The saxophone was kind of simple for me to pick up. Granted, like, it was still, like, it was beginning band, so, like, they saw us out of easy shit. You know, Mary had a little yeah. lamb. <laughs> um, you know, hot steam, oh, is it hot steam buns? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that shit. But, like, um, even, like, my, uh, like, my pop and my uncle, who, uh, they used to dab, like, not dabble in jazz, but, like, they used to, like, really, like, listen to, like, a lot of Latin jazz. Yeah. Um, and, and they had friends who like played like that shit and played salsa and shit. Um, and they were like, they tell, they would tell me that like my hands are natural for it because I have long fingers. Oh, uh, okay. So like, I guess that, I guess that helps, you know, my, I won my, yeah. she's into music and she told me the same thing. So I guess that's a part of it. I want to learn it so bad. It, it It's such a nice instrument. Yeah. My, so my song is actually the, the Cowboy Bebop theme song. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> I love it. It's, I love it. It's just, uh, yeah. And then the show is just amazing. Like, going back to it, like, how it's part of changed my life. I think yeah. that, sh- that shit really made me realize, like, that shit kind of made me realize, like, I I guess I've, like, kind of fucked up in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to, like, kind of, like, face those demons <laughs> at some point. Yeah yeah um and either and either that's going to happen uh either on my own time or it's going to happen just like on some divine intervention shit or it's just like right you just like that's why i really love that show because it's just like you have these characters who as the show goes on you there's like you realize there's a lot more depth to them and right. and it also kind of <clears throat> makes you think about how funny life is how like you're, it's like in some ways your past will always catch up to you yeah whether you like it or not so i'm like thinking about spike how like he tried to like leave this lifestyle and then it just by the end of the show it, he has no choice but to confront it so right yeah shout out a couple of bebop man. It's awesome i know it's so good it's so good everybody must watch it for real no that's definitely one show i always have you seen samurai shampoo i haven't Yo, that's actually, that's the show that's playing right now. But so it's made by the the same director that did Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Shampoo. Okay. And, and it's very similar structurally. It kind of follows these, you know, three people or group of people who, uh, they kind of like come from different walks of life, come together and just do a bunch of random shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, as, it, as it goes on. And like each episode is like different, like same thing as Cowboy Bebop. Like it's nothing, not, Every episode is really connected, but it's a part of like the same general plot, I guess. As a very loose plot, as a loose plot. Yeah. But basically, what makes it different from Cowboy Bebop is instead of jazz music, it's like fucking like hip hop. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. like uh, you know, <clears throat> New Jabez. Wait, who? New Jabez, the Japanese producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did the soundtrack along with some. Or did yo? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. But that got me into New Jabez um so, so dope music and it's like obviously instead of being in space it's in like feudal japan so it's like swords fights and shit yeah i think you'd like it a lot damn that's dope i'm gonna check so, it out you said samurai champloo samurai champloo yeah champloo okay cool cool it's on hulu yeah, yeah. so cool oh, i bet i'm about to get on that hulu tonight oh, yeah. <laughs> the biggest takeaways from this show uh for everyone listening is uh to watch cowboy bebop and samurai champloo Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I want to go back to 
the five albums because I don't want to yeah. get slandered on yeah, the timeline. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just like I just saw Cowboy Bebop and I just had to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna swap out Cherry Bomb for To Pimp a Butterfly, and I, I don't know how I forgot that, but yeah, I'm swapping that. I fuck with it. I fuck with it for sure. That's that's it. <laughs> I, I fuck with that. That's a decent top five. Um, I think for me, my shit kind of changes every now and then. But like, some Pimp Butterfly and Mad, uh, not Mad, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Those are always going to wow. be my too, for sure. And then like some low key like Sergeant Pepper's Yellow Submarine would be up there too. Like in my top nice. five. That's like when I'm in my Beatles shit. But for the most part, <laughs> like I just be having like DMX in there or I'll have like fucking uh Vince Staples. I love summertime 06. So Yeah, nice. My, my top five always changes, but that top two is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And uh oh that's my first one you learn. <laughs> uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and then Supreme Butterfly. So that was the two it. things that would never change. That's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, what do you do to take care of yourself? Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, skincare stuff. And um, I love I love playing video games, man. Video games are really fun. Word. Yeah, I've seen you uh, having like Among Us sessions. <laughs> yeah, on Discord, yeah. So I've been playing a lot of Among Us. I just found out about this game called Dead by Daylight where you can pick like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, just any killer of your choice. And there's three survivors. You have to hunt them down in the game. It's really fun. Um, I I used to play Fortnite a lot. Fortnite was cool. <laughs> um, GTA. I finished Spider-Man, Miles Morales. That was amazing. Such a good game. Um, but yeah, I love gaming, man. It just, it just, I could just jump into like another world. It just, it's so cool. Kind of like you would animate, you know, it just feels so nice. Yeah. I want to get back into, you see, it all comes back to, like, I'm trying to get back into, like, all my childhood interests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like, I kind of, like, once I started college, I kind of stopped playing video games. Like, so I only, it's, like, all I have is a PS3 that I barely touch unless I, like, I don't even have, like, my, the most recent 2K. Like, I have 2K11 type shit. <laughs> 2K <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, damn, man, I wish I could get back into it, man. Because I've been seeing, like, you all this should. shit. I've been seeing, like, like I was work, uh, I work at Best Buy. um, So, like, I would always see, like, all the PS5 games and, like, motherfuckers ordering PS5s. And, like, damn, bro. I'm like, <laughs> I really wish, man. I want to hop in this shit. <laughs> but do I just you, don't do know where to start. Do you get, like, early access to the PS5 drops? Because you work at Best Buy? <laughs> People always ask me that. People always assume that. It was like, nah. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we struggle as much as the rest of everybody else does. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but shoot, man. Um, is there anything else uh, you want to say? Any final words? Um, man, I have, I have another video coming up with the Grammys. Right. So that's gonna be fun. Um, the first song of the year is finished. That's coming out too. And I'm about to wrap up my next project. I'm really excited for that to come out. But yeah, it's about to be a good year. I love it, man. Very excited. Love it, man. Uh, where can people find you at? Uh, just type in Victor Internet anywhere and, and you'll find me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you having on, man. Definitely uh, was a fun conversation. Uh, we should definitely Thank do it. We should, we should chop it up more often, bro. 
This is I'm fun. down. I'm so down. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm really grateful. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, all right, man. So for everyone listening, thank you for tuning <laughs> in. Uh, this is your boy Alejandro. Uh, just signing out, man. Stay up. Peace. de ti mismo, estás vencido de antemano.